Well, hello there and welcome to an episode of Mindful Misfit. If you have been following my channel for a while, then you also know this is Rebecca, aka Mental Girl here. I hope that you've been visiting my website, mentalgirl.com. I hope you are buying my books. I hope you like my books. I hope you reread my books. I hope you share them with friends and write reviews. Buying my books helps support my, uh, my channel, my work, all of it. And I am very much appreciative. So let's begin. It is a gloomy day in my city. Over here on the west side. <laughs> I love the gloom. Oh my goodness. I love the fog. Like over the mountains. And I love the, just the gray. I th it, it, it makes me feel so... Um, relaxed it's so amazing you know so many people like sunny 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 actually i write this in my mental girl uh book one sunny actually makes me feel too pressury <laughs> i love the gloom i mean the gloom is actually the best time to do gardening although i'm out walking right now which is why i decided to do a walk and chat i'm already bumping into people with their dogs people are out um but it's really cool outside. When I am out for my walk-in chats as I record, I will have to pause from time to time because either someone's coming or there's a loud noise. And uh, I'll uh, not worry about the little city sounds. Little hammerings in the distance, birds tweeting, cars going by. Uh, I can hear a crow. Yeah, it's so funny when when it's sunny. It almost seems like it's more trafficy. Uh, the pace seems just to get really calmed down when it's gloomy. Now, I don't well, wherever you are at, sometimes having too much gloom, uh, it, it has a reaction to the psyche. I do know that, and uh, I've heard that before, and that does make sense. Uh, actually, on this recent trip, I we all. Uh, that we took, um, it got a little overwhelming when it kept raining, and I love rain, but it was kind of frustrating to be stuck inside, you know, and also I'm not ill-prepared for that kind of weather when I was thinking it was going to be one way, and um, I, I love the rain, but I don't like my feet wet, so if you get out in the rain and your feet and your socks get wet, I don't like that. <laughs> I love this meme. It just made me think of this meme. I'm a friendly, nice person, unless I'm otherwise uncomfortable, hungry. Um, someone's bugging me. I'm anxious. <laughs> Isn't I guess that's pretty much like a person, unless you're working on your inner work. Because no matter what, our reactions to stuff are our responsibility. And as a mindful misfit, that's what I'm actually going through right now, is I'm really working on taking responsibility for my reaction and my feelings about what's outside of me. I mean, of course I take responsibility for what's inside of me. But this is what the funny thing is, is my reactions and feelings on what's outside of me are actually inside of me. I mean, have you ever noticed people who, like, things are pretty wacky and they are happy as larks? Um, now, of course, when people have a tremendous amount of wealth, 
and um, access the things, they do tend to um, be able to uh, do so much and keep so busy, you know, with stuff that they don't spend too much time overthinking. That is true. But no matter what, all of us as human beings, at some point, you're, you're sitting somewhere. Even if you're like a world traveler, you're going to be sitting on that plane and your thoughts are going to come. So we can never run from what's inside us. So distracting from some of our thoughts doesn't necessarily happen all the time. Now there's a balance between distracting your thoughts and also doing things to engage the mind. And I've been playing with that as well. I have talked about this in Mental Girl Book One, and I talk about this on my podcast, that I am a very sensitive overthinker. I tend to chew on everything. I call myself a mindful misfit because I do get very enraged and angry, and I have thoughts of, you know, jealousy or envy or frustration. I tend to uh, pull back from people when I feel like I'm not being heard. And that goes for people that I do care about. I just, if I feel stepped on in any way, I tend to yank back. So one of the things that I do when I yank back is I try to think about my thoughts, you know, because they're mine. I try, one of the things that I've been trying the last several years, is not engaging in any unnecessary arguments. Even when people are talking about stuff I don't agree with, it's like if I can see that somebody is standing firm in their opinions and nothing I say is going to make a difference, then I pull back it, there's, because it's not, it's not about communication. It's just about throwing things at each other, and that's just not where I'm at. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like I do my best work there. So, um, I mean, recently this happened too. I got hurt by someone that I really care about. It was just, I guess I felt like there, there are times where I kind of feel like, but don't you know me? <laughs> because when I'm very close with people, I tell a lot. I tell a lot how I'm oversensitive. I tell a lot about conversations I don't want to have. I talk about how anxious I get when I disagree with people. I care about, I talk about, um, uh, just my, most of my feelings I just do. That's what I want because with, uh, people that I want to keep close, you know, it's like a safety thing. Like I want to feel understood. That was a big helicopter. All right. So, uh, you know, again, I don't tend to go into too much detail about things because I just feel like that's unnecessary. I'm kind of just going right to the feeling. And the feeling was there are times that people either uh, say something to me or um, do an action that I actually specifically requested that they don't and they agreed to not doing it, but they did it anyway. And it really rattles me. Now, actually ended up having a conversation with another close loved one about this that they felt the same way and they you know they feel odd when they do that because you do feel like you don't want to be controlling and so what's the big deal they did it they hurt your feelings whatever but we go through a really deep sort of sadness like we just it's like a distrust because 
when you reveal yourself to someone and say, this is me, you know, I prefer not to discuss this topic with you. It upsets me when we disagree. It doesn't seem like it goes anywhere. You're so firm in your resolve. You don't want to hear me. Uh, the other one is when you tell people things that are going on in, with your, in your life and, and they're really big ones. And I am not one to tell too many people. And when somebody is sort of insensitive to the to your life, it, it hurts your feeling. Like it gets your I, for me. I get so surprised because with those loved ones, I try to be so careful with what I say and do because I know it could hurt them, and that's the last thing that I want to do. Because then that hits another safety button. I don't want to hurt people I care about. I don't want them angry. So when this does happen, and it does happen, and it happens more often than I would prefer it to happen, but I start to feel very alone, and I pull back. And when I pull, but before, I would pull back in a more of an aggressive way, a sort of, you know what, fuck you, you lost my trust, toodles. Now I sort of do it in a little bit of a different way. It's, it's a way for me to reground, to figure out what, do I want to communicate in this situation? Is it really necessary to communicate in this situation? What are my feelings? Because I want to honor mine. Because let's put it this way. If I feel someone didn't honor my feelings, maybe not with ill intention, but just didn't, maybe I could look at it like, but I can honor my own intentions and my own feelings. And it's hard. It's hard because when you start to set the, re, you know, when you're trying to do the regrounding, there are times where I want to like announce, I'm just regrounding. I'm just uh, trying to get my boundaries here or, uh, you know, got my feelings hurt a little bit, but I don't think I want to discuss it. I just sort of want to work through the feelings on my own. I see that more work needs to be done on my resiliency with this kind of thing, especially because, um, People do it. I mean, I'm sure I've done it to other people, unbeknownst to me. Um, I would hope if it's severe enough that they could tell me and maybe we could work it out. Or I really hope that they know that I would never actually want to hurt their feelings and um, just set, set up some new boundaries and we'll continue on. Because that's pretty much where I'm at. I don't want to have these long drawn out back and forth discussions about you hurt my feelings I didn't mean to you know well that's on you because you got your feelings hurt or um I there's all kinds of conversations I've had about this and a lot of times they just don't go anywhere I mean a lot of times I just kind of go okay I know they love me but this isn't the topic that I want to discuss with them or uh, I know they love me but um I guess my responsibility is to heal my own feelings because they really don't see it. They really don't see it. A lot of people really don't see how they hurt other people's feelings. They don't have a filter. They don't pause. I now pause a lot before I say things. I pause a lot. I try to make things funny now. I try to make things... Am I circle of who I tell things to has gotten so small, (laughs) which in a weird way, it's one of those things where at times I feel really lonely 
but it's definitely limited anxiety. Like it's weird. It increased it in one way in the sense that it's like, oh man. Um, but then in another way, it's like it, it, it directed me back into my inner superhero, my inner intuition, feeling like I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. I can talk to myself. I can talk to myself through this. I'm okay. Okay. You know, got my feelings hurt or I'm disagreeing with people or they don't see what I see or, um, whatever that any, whatever that stuff is, it's okay. It's okay. One of the things about being a mindful misfit is that you are a rare bird because you, um, you really do think about everything. I mean, it is definitely exhausting. There are times I'm like, oh my God, do I have to think about everything? And then I say, no, you don't. No, you don't. But it's a habit. It's a habit that I formed a long, long time ago. And I do believe in neuroplasticity. I believe in getting into the mind and rewiring things. I really do. So in order for this to, to lessen a little bit, there's some rewiring that needs to be done. And the only way to rewire it is from the inside. It's from the inside. You just got to rewire it from the inside. So I will give you some of the things that I find, again, really helpful. I've repeated them. Um, loading up with self-care. Loading up with a tremendous amount of beautiful, loving self-care. This means going for walks and talking to yourself so kindly, watching those thoughts, redirecting them, hey, gently, talking to yourself exactly how you would like your loved ones to talk to you. It doesn't matter that they don't. It doesn't matter that sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. You know exactly the tone that would be music to your ears. Do that. The other thing is to find uh, ways to go from step by step. Like I remember the best thing, that one of the best advice that I got and it finally occurred to me and it, I still forget is to look at things in small chunks. If you lay the whole thing out demanding this plan or whatever, it can get overwhelming for someone who is a mindful misfit. But if you can take it in small chunks and in those small chunks, give yourself so much praise. Again, this is between you and you. You don't have to walk around and tell anybody. Actually, it's better that you don't. But, you know, just give yourself a lot of praise for the step. Getting up in the morning. God, you're awesome. Look at you getting up. I know you were thinking a lot or feeling a lot or feeling this. Look at you go. You take another step. Wow. I know. That's awesome. And another and another and another. And you just take things in small chunks. And then at the end of the day, look at it and be proud. Just be proud. And as a mindful misfit, a lot of things can come up, especially when you're working through anxiety. Like, is this enough? Other people do this effortlessly. Other people do this. What, why do I think I'm such? And that's, again, just 
lovingly say, well, that could be true. But you know what? I'm going to praise myself. I'm going to praise myself on getting through this and doing that and feeling, feeling good about it. And, you know, it really, the playful talk, the playful talk, just as a mindful misfit, if you can make it playful, that's another wonderful tool to use. Just keep it playful. Keep it humorous. If you can't figure something out right there, if you can't figure out how to talk to someone, make it playful. You don't owe people an interaction. You don't. You owe yourself a beautiful interaction. All right. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Please again visit mentalgirl.com. Sign up for my newsletter. I haven't been doing as many newsletters because I haven't gotten very many new signups. But if you'd like to and I'll spot it, sign up. Go to my website. Buy my books. Buy my books for friends. That's how you can support me and my work. And it's very much appreciated. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And yes, that's it. That's it for this podcast today. I hope as a fellow brave warrior slash mindful misfit slash inner working healer for yourself that you got something out of it. That's the goal. Thanks for listening.